Freaks, it's Wednesday, September 22nd, 2021. Coming up on the program today, me and that dead girl in the news are like so similar, it's crazy. Plus, gay guys singing to you on a hookup app. How Asian bubble tea is black appropriation. And another deadly butt injection. All coming up today. Now, when you finish going potty, do you know what you have to do next? You just gone potty, date number two. Now what you, what you, what you, what you gonna do? You're gonna wipe your bottom, 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 front to back. Wipe, 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 it's easy as that. Find the toilet paper, then take hold. Give it a pull, watch the toilet paper roll. Wipe your bottom, wipe your bottom, wipe your bottom, wipe your It's the Distorted View Show with Tim Henson. Love y'all fans. The haters can lick in my ball sack. Mrs. Butterworth is twice as thick and it's made with horse urine. Is Miss Vagina thinking about Mr. Penis? Why did man have to have such a sweet record? Yes, Tim Henson back here with you for uh, what is technically the Wednesday podcast. It may have slipped into Thursday. This whole week has been a little janky when it comes to show post times. We'll get back on track next week. For now, enjoy the ride. It's wild. I just post shows whenever the fuck I want. I'm a podcasting outlaw breaking all the rules because I'm extremely dumb. Now, uh, despite our haphazard show schedule, I-, I do have a great program for you today. You know, you know, it's been a long time since I uh, have been on um, those dating apps. You know the ones I'm talking about. The ones where you could get laid just by messaging five words or less. Suck cock. Applebee's restroom. Hour. I think that's as few words as you could get away with and still really convey everything you need to to set up this appointment. Yeah, you know exactly what's going to happen. Going to suck cock. And we have a time and a place. The only way you could really get it down to four words would be uh, if you weren't looking to suck cocky, you were just looking to fuck. The straight version of Grinder, of course, is uh, Tinder. I mean, there's a few of them, but, it, you know, it's mostly Tinder. And I really feel like there should be multiple versions of Tinder because different people are looking for different things. There's primarily two groups of people. People looking to have sex and then people actually wanting to go out on a date. There should be Tinder fuck. And Tinder date, they're, they're, you know, two separate apps, depending on what you're looking for. And for Grinder, it should be Grinder fuck and Grinder pretend you're here to chat and make friends. But really, you just want to fuck. And also Grinder Sugar Daddy Bazaar, a marketplace for young, old, ugly guys and the young dudes who will bang them for gifts. The reason why I uh, bring up Grinder specifically today is I've got uh, an audio clip here from a Grinder chat. I had no idea you could even send audio messages. What a horrible idea. This functionality needs to be taken out immediately. What are the best assets that gays have to offer one another? They're dicks and ass. It makes total sense that Grinder allows you to send photographs. What's the worst thing gays have to offer? Their opinions. You know, those uh, little keyboards on the iPhone or Android uh, phones, uh, that that slows gaze down. They got a hunt on the screen. That's why everything is abbreviated. It's a pain in the ass to type. You let them record messages with their voice, though, and they're off and running. And let's be honest, you get a shot of a nice, large, spherical set of hairy balls and a veiny shaft that rises up into the heavens crescendoing into a a mushroom head of sheer perfection. Oh, I love mushrooms. Oh, I'm pre-coming in my shorts as I speak this, right? That's the type of stuff gays want on Grindr. What's the opposite of that boner-inducing shot of the perfect cock coming into your uh, chat? 
messaging or whatever. Uh, a voice message from a lisping, high-pitched queer. Look, I know a lot of us have gay voices. Not me, of course. I'm very masculine. But sometimes, yes, even I, Butch Tim Henson, has a little uh, gay outburst. <laughs> that is not the laugh of a straight man. That's a giggle. And as you know, only queers giggle. Look, if you've got a very uh, feminine voice, a high-pitched voice, I'm not trying to shame you. Girl, you go get that dick. You can't see, but I'm snapping my fingers all over the place. Mm-hmm. You get what's yours. That big, meaty hog down your throat. Jets of hot semen. You swallow every drop of that load, honey. That's called gay liberation. Mm-hmm. Pride. Stonewall. Whatever. All right. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. I had a lot of caffeine before the show. Okay, it was semen lattes. Again, not trying to shame you if you have an awful voice, but Grinder is all about enticing guys to have sex with you, and you start sending audio messages. It's, it's a real boner killer. Don't believe me? I have an audio clip here, like I've been teasing for the past six minutes. All right, so th- this is crazy because this is the first message that was sent. Apparently, this guy found another dude uh, attractive, and he was like, you know what? I'm not even going to type, hey, or what's up. Everyone does that. I'm going to send an audio message, but it gets worse, as you will hear in just a second. And I should say, like, I'm playing this uh, audio, but it's really a video, like a screen grab video thing, you know? Uh, So I see a tiny little picture in the corner of this guy, and it's really just uh, his chest and stomach. And... You know, he's built, he's got a nice chest, and he, you know, he's got the start of some abs going on. You know, not like a full bloom six-pack, just like uh, the hint of abs. And that's way more hotter, right, because it's obtainable. It's not like, oh, this guy is ripped. There's there's no way we're ever going to meet once he sees my flabby gut. This guy, though, you know, in the realm of possibilities, but then you hear his voice, specifically what he has to say. Will you leave me standing in the hall? Or let me enter? Up to this point, I thought he was singing about their hookup. Like, he's standing in the hall outside of this dude's apartment, and he wants to know, Will you, are you going to let me in? Can we fuck? You know, just his uh, his fun gay way of saying that. Oh, let me enter. But no, it's more than the that. The apartment hasn't changed at all. I've got to say I'm glad. My next thought was, he thinks he's a good singer. And this is how he's going to try to get laid. He's like, listen, listen to one of my songs. I've got to say I'm glad. Once these rooms were witness to our love. <laughs> Attentions and increasing frustrations. <laughs> like it just keeps but going I on. From bad to not so bad in my transformation. Grinder is not helping anyone have sex by adding this feature. And you know, the other thing they could do is like limit the audio message to like ten or fifteen seconds. This guy goes on for a minute. Um. <laughs> That's my favorite part of this song, by the way. It was around this time that I realized, oh, this is not original music. He's singing fucking ABBA. And now you see another me, I've been reloaded now. I'm fired up, don't shut me down. This may be the first time we've ever inducted a Linda Finkel Hall of Fame nominee through Grinder. This is a new one for me. I'm like a dream within a dream that's being decoded. I'm fired up. I'm hot. Don't shut me down. I'm not the one you knew. I'm now and then combined. And I'm asking you to have an open mind. Yeah, I don't think the recipient had an open mind because he, uh, it appears he never responded to this guy. Smart move. Just immediately block him. Could you imagine if, like, you, you met up with him and uh, and the hookup or the date went well and you started dating? Oh, he would be singing all the time. Unbearable. He is not boyfriend material. Next. You know, and just to kind of throw myself under the bus here, it was only like five seconds into the song when I realized, oh, that's the new ABBA song. <laughs> like, new. The new ABBA song. This is fucking 2021 and ABBA is back together. I lost my mind. I, I Like, this is the gayest thing about me, I think. 
I'm not even like a huge ABBA fan. At least I thought I wasn't. I don't even like that dumb song that everyone knows from ABBA, Dancing Queen. That does nothing for me. I love that song, Waterloo, though. I went down such an ABBA rabbit hole a couple weeks ago. They were huge in the 70s and early 80s. It was like two guys, two girls. They were paired up, right? They were like married to each other. Then their marriages fell apart and ABBA broke up and they're like, we will never perform again. We're broken up forever. And like they were offered a billion dollars, a billion dollars to go on tour at some point, like in the 90s or something. And they refused. That's how much they fucking hated one another. I mean, they never came out and said they hated one another. But you'd kind of have to if you refuse a billion dollars just to get up on stage together and sing a few songs. I mean, you really have to have a dislike for someone if you're willing to turn down that kind of money, right? Well, fucking fast forward to like a couple years ago, and they're like, we're not getting back together, but we're going to create a stage show with like holograms or something. And the holograms are going to perform some of the old classic ABBA songs, okay? That's another way for them to make money. Milk that ABBA machine. But they were all, like, getting together. And I guess over the years, they kind of, like, paired up once in a while. They would get together. I think they've been testing the waters for some time. While they were putting together this stage show, they recorded a song. They're like, you know what? We're going to put out one new single. And then it became two. And then the pandemic happened and everything was sort of sort of pushed back. And they're like, well, let's just keep writing songs. And they and they wrote a whole fucking album. They're ancient now, right? They're like in their 70s. It's been 40 years. And ABBA announced that they're, they were getting back together with this new album and this stage show. And I listened to that new song of theirs and I really liked it. I mean, it's not current. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't have a current sound, but that's kind of cool, right? It's it's almost as if like no time has passed at all. Like, you know, ABBA just came out with a new album. Oh wait, this is the song that the gay on Grinder was trying to sing. I mean, her voice is really good for an old lady, right? On the second floor The lights are on It's time to go I mean, that's an ABBA sound right there, right? Oh my god, it just, it it sounds like an ABBA song from, you know, the, the fucking 70s or whatever. I know it is, it is not cool to like ABBA, and it really kind of goes against uh, my credo? Is that what it is? A credo of only liking songs from the 1990s, from dumb bands with names like Toad the Wet Sprocket, or Possum the Fast Gadget, or Lemur the Undulating Piston. I only like bands that sound like a fucking Mad Lib game. Okay, now give me an adjective. Okay, now a type of animal. Anyway, here is uh, a little bit of the chorus from this song. This is really when it starts to get going. I'm like a dream within a dream that's been decoded. I'm fired up. Yeah. I'm hot. Don't shut me down. That's the grinder exclusive version of that song. I don't know. I just, I think it's kind of cool that ABBA's back together. Oh, call me a queer. And I'm sure you are right about now. Don't care. I'm enjoying that new ABBA song. Don't shut me down. All right, let's move on. Uh, a lot of you people have been following the case of Gabby Petito, right? She's that uh, influencer who wound up dead. Probably at the hands of her fiancé. I mean, let's be honest. From the very start of this thing, he's done nothing to make it seem like he hasn't killed poor little Gabby. Gabby uh, was an influencer, which I guess means she was unemployed. I don't know. She was on a van life trip, which basically means they were just they're living out of their van for a while as they drove across the United States posted pretty pictures on Instagram or TikTok or whatever, and uh, she went on this trip with her fiancé, Brian Laundry. Bad move, Gabby. That should have been a solo trip or a vision quest. Or if you didn't want to go alone, take some of your friends, make it like a, a girls-only van life trip. I don't want a victim blame here, but I'm going to. This is all Gabby's fault. She's dead. Look, she's known this guy for a while. 
She knows his personality. He's got a temper on him. They were caught a few times on their trip fighting. He was like slapping her, punching her or something. That's not Gabby's fault. I mean, I guess it's kind of her fault for staying with him, but still, he shouldn't have punched her. However, Gabby should have realized going on a trip with someone in an enclosed, very cramped van, that's going to be a stressful situation. You're going to get into some squabbles. And the, the type of person you don't want to get into a squabble with is a homicidal maniac. And that uh, sounds like Brian Laundrie. Here's how fucking guilty he comes off. These two are van lifing through the Grand Canyons or Tetons or whatever. Pretty much the entire month of August. He arrives home alone without Gabby. Gabby's parents, because they live with Gabby's parents understandably they're like hey how was the trip and bt dubs where's our daughter why isn't she with you in the van brian simply refuses to comment on her whereabouts yeah he doesn't want to talk about it he's exhausted from all the murdering you know that takes it out of you then brian leaves he does you know he, he doesn't even stay at his house with with gabby's parents probably a good idea he goes back to uh visit his parents who also refused to, like, answer the phone or, or talk to Gabby's parents. Then a week or two later, they finally start responding, and they're like, mm, I don't know where our son is at. He left. He left two or three days ago. And it's so obvious the parents know what happened, and they're covering for their son. They're like, look, we'll give you a couple days head start. You leave. Flee. And then, you know, and then two days, we'll, we'll start talking, and we'll say, I, I don't know where he's at. It really is a cuckoo crazy banane story. The reason why I bring it up, the reason why it's important for, for our purposes is I've got a TikTok video here from a psychopath who is comparing herself to Gabby. Oh, I know there there is one big difference between you two. You, unfortunately, are still with us. We were both in a van traveling out west. The similarities are shocking. As if every dumb, stupid bitch influencer isn't thinking about van lifing. I see so many videos of people living out of their vans, sharing their tips and tricks. The best truck stops to shower in. Crap like that. Uh, it's, you know, it's, it's a trend. We were both in a van traveling out west um, that we were afraid to drive. We both had like gaslighted into thinking we were crazy. There's many things. We both had the same matching shirt. It did not take long for her to really have to reach to find some similarities. I'll give her the van thing. And that's being generous, but Jesus Christ. We have the same Gap sweatshirt. Um, and I really am just like out of Cheeto because it's the same thing. The only difference is I'm still alive. I actually have my video, even my same dates. It was the same thing. If you were to look at the body cameras from when I was arrested with the police, I had the same type of mental break crying that she did. Well, that is similar. You both had altercations with the cops because you were going crazy. There's body cam footage. All right, I'm seeing some similarities now. Mental break crying that she did. Um, so, you know what I'm saying. You need deep oiling on your hair. It works. This is extensions. Yeah, she's all over the place here. Give it some hair tips. So, you have no idea what you're talking about. Um, I have the same guest shirt as Gabby Petito. I have the same... Oh, my God. <laughs> I said Gap sweatshirt, right? <laughs> I was wrong. It was a guess. I'm not even sure what her point is here. Okay, so there's some similarities between you two. Are you upset because you're not in the news? It's because you're not dead. How can you compare yourself? Um, Because we both suffered narcissistic abuse. We both had a viral video. We were both moving out west. We both had the same tattoo. We were both from Florida. We both had family that was like from up north. So um, we were basically the same in every way, pretty much, but that... Um, I'm still alive, obviously, thank God. But when you look at our stories in the timeline, everything is basically the same with it. Um, oh, and that's the thing with my extensions. Yeah, they are dry. Um, these are bell- And yet another graceful transition from death to split ends. Back to the hair tips there. Yeah, she is on something. Her pupils are fucking huge. <laughs> Gotta be on speed, right? couple more short random clips and then we will get into the news i've got a black karen for you this is something you don't see every day we've got a black woman uh, going to a bubble tea shop she's upset because she thinks they're stealing black culture 
This establishment is uh, not black owned, but using you're stealing black culture. Is this not black culture? Trap tea, the boba plug? No, you're thieves. Asian Asian people stealing black black culture once. Yeah. All right. So. It took me a while to figure out what she's complaining about. She's upset about the name of the business. She said it at some point in the video, Trap Tea the Bubble Plug. That is what the Asians are stealing from uh, the, the black people. That's appropriation. What the fuck is she talking about? Well, trap and plug are, are it's slang, right? Like like a trap house. It's where you buy drugs. And uh, the plug, <laughs> the plug is the dealer, the person supplying the drugs. I don't really know that that's like appropriation. And even if it was, do black people really want to claim that as their own? Hey, that's our word for crack house. You can't use that. It's only only for us black people to use. It's not black culture. Trap tea, the boba plug. No, you're thieves. Asian Asian people stealing black black culture once again. Once again. It's okay. You'll be exposed, though. You're not black. Owned. She really thinks she's doing something here. Oh, yeah. This is going right up on YouTube. You're stealing black culture. <laughs> be prepared to be canceled. Thank you're stealing for coming. black culture. No, I came here because I thought it was black owned. That's why I came here. So my friends, I'm supporting a black business. This is not black owned. You're not, this is not black owned. Asians stealing, stealing black culture. Once again, uh, you're a coon. Don't talk. I'm a coon. Yeah, so there's a a, a black man who's getting some uh, a bubble tea, and uh, she doesn't like him. She immediately calls him a coon. Black culture, so, once yeah. again, so wait a uh, you're wait a coon. Don't talk. I'm a coon. Everyone turned against her, so she resorted to name calling. Look, lady, just take the L and move on. I've got uh, two more short clips. It's a perfect example of what's going on uh, over there at TikTok. That fucking abomination. You know, as I get older, sometimes I think, oh, I wish I could be younger again. Wish I had youth on my side. But then I see videos like this. There's no fucking way I, I could handle being a high school student. You go to the bathroom to take a shit in between classes, and you got to deal with your idiot classmate trying to be a TikTok star. Filming in the bathroom while, while you're just trying to drop a deuce. I know you're pooping. I can smell it. <laughs> See the guy's like feet in the stall. I'm gonna come under. I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna get you. Smells so good. It smells so good. I can see you. <laughs> He's really positioning the camera low to the... He's like getting down on the ground. Smells... See the guy's pants around his ankles. Smells good. <laughs> it smells so good. I can see you. How fucking annoying is that? And the guy taking a shit, he's playing it cool. He's doing the right thing, and that is uh, don't give this guy any fodder. Remain quiet. Hopefully, he will leave, and then you can continue to make your dookie stink. Uh, the last short clip I have for you, we talked about the trend on TikTok of uh, like young people self-diagnosing their mental illnesses, mostly for clout, right? For views, for clicks, or taps, or whatever. A lot of people have multiple personalities. This is what the cool kids are doing. They say, uh, look, I'm neurodivergent. Here are my alters. Or some bullshit like that. So I've got a clip here of a uh, girl, question mark, that uh, has multiple alters. This Hi, is... Hi, I'm Bunny. That's Bunny. Her pronouns are she and they. Hey, uh, I'm Z. What's up? Z's pronouns are he or they. Uh, um, hi, I'm Oliver. Oliver has a stutter. Hey, everybody. I'm Ben. Ben's British. Hey, I'm Elliot. Wow. Mm. Sorry. So even though Elliot sounds like a girl, Elliot's a boy. Hello there. I am Malachi. What's up? Hi. Um, I'm Echo. 
Hi, my name is J. First of all, that is a piss poor stutter. Second of all, she's so uncreative. She's already reusing traits. Oliver is the one with a stutter. You could give AJ some other problem, like a lisp or something. Hey, everyone. I know I look like shit, but it's red. Hi. Red. Hey, everybody. My name's Sayori. There's always, like, a few anime-inspired alters. Have you noticed that? It's always like, hey, I'm Edward. I'm Betty. I'm Ted. (laughs) I'm Kakami. Thank you. Like, not even a real person like a real asian person it's a it's a character like from a cartoon yo i'm beatrix what's up hello everyone my name is ophelia and another british person see this is just lazy all right uh and with that let's get into the crazy bizarre twist and the fucked up news right now If you're not a member of the Distorted View Sideshow, consider signing up, becoming a true and honorable freak. And when you do, you will gain full access to the entire archive of programs. More importantly, every week we do brand new exclusive shows just for paying freaks. Yesterday, I did a Sideshow exclusive podcast and we'll be doing another one tomorrow. It's a great time to sign up. There's 4,000 plus shows in the archives. It grows every week. It's an unstoppable, hideous monster. Check it out for yourself. Memberships are very inexpensive, only $6.99 a month, even less when you opt for a quarterly, semi-annual, yearly, or lifetime membership. This is how I make my living, so if you like DV, again, please consider supporting it, superfreaksideshow.com. Other ways to support the show, yes, we've got a Patreon account, patreon.com slash distortedview. You can pledge as little as a dollar over there, but if you pledge $5, You get access to a special voicemail line where I will play your calls first. You pledge $20. Occasionally, I will send out uh, physical uh, goodies like DV merchandise and stuff. Doing that this month. So it's a great time to sign up. Sign up right now. Patreon.com slash distorted view. Okay, three very quick stories now. First up, a mother-daughter team has killed an adult film actress with a backyard butt implant. That is an attention-grabbing headline. A mom and daughter who allegedly posed as plastic surgery pros. I want... I'm going to stop right there. <laughs> and I need to direct you all to the chapter artwork. And if you if you can't see the chapter artwork because the podcast app you're using doesn't display it, go to distortedview.com and take a look at this mother-daughter team. Take a quick glance and then tell me, would you trust these two people to do any sort of cosmetic surgery these women's faces are busted the fuck up it certainly looks like they were using their own product you know they experimented on themselves the mother's face hideous the the daughter's face looks like a fucking snapchat filter you know the you know those filters that distort your face and give you a real pointy chin and then, and then makes your mouth get like stretch all out. That, that's what it looks like. It is insane. So if you were a porn star, I know porn stars aren't typically millionaires, but they make good money for their scenes. Also, a butt implant might be a tax write-off for them. Like a business expense. Don't go for the bargain basement backyard butt implant. All right. Well, a mother and daughter who allegedly posed, a plas- uh, posed as plastic surgery pros have been charged with murder after an aspiring adult film actress's illegal butt augmentation surgery turned deadly. So she was an aspiring porno star. She wasn't making the good money yet. That's why she uh, was going for a, a budget butt lift. All right, so uh, Libby Adam, 51, and Alicia uh, Galaze, I don't know, 23, were arrested on August 5th in Riverside, California, in connection with the death of 26-year-old Carissa uh, Rajpal, who died at a local hospital hours after she underwent the botched procedure. Man, they must have really fucked that ass up. We've heard of these uh, botched butt jobs before. People will get, like, butt plates or something, and uh, they'll, they'll flip around, and then their ass will basically look like a satellite dish. Other times when, uh, you know, like, liquid is injected or, like, a, a paste or glue or something, it takes a good uh, couple weeks 
before the recipient is uh, so sick they have to go to the doctor. This one was dead in a couple hours. The Los Angeles Police Department told local outlets that uh, the two women posed as specialists while performing the allegedly illegal procedure on October 15th, 2019, and likely have operated on a slew of other victims. These individuals have no medical training. I mean, look at their faces, said LAPD Deputy uh, Chief Alan Hamilton. They're not experienced, and they're putting people's lives at risks. After Raj Paul suffered complications from the surgery, women allegedly called 911, see, they did the right thing, and then left her to die. Well, they did half the right thing. They took people's cash, and we know in a couple of incidents it resulted in murder. The Los Angeles County Coroner's Office ruled the aspiring actress's death a homicide due to acute cardiopulmonary dysfunction and intramuscular slash intravascular silicone injections. Detectives told local outlets that they uncovered potential evidence in the case that suggests the pair used social media to advertise Brazilian butt lifts at a fraction of the usual cost. Before her death, Raj Paul appeared in a video posted on social media that appeared to show her undergoing a procedure for butt augmentation. That footage has since been incorporated into the LAPD's investigation. Investigators said they suspect that the women injected Raj Paul with a cocktail of substances used by qualified cosmetic physicians in addition to other dangerous chemicals. Concrete mix. We've seen that before. Police told local outlets that Raj Paul came to the U.S. from South Africa to pursue a career in the adult film industry. The augmentation procedure that led to her death was preceded by two others allegedly also conducted illegally at the home in Encino, California. Investigators are examining other potential victims and their relatives who may have had loved ones disfigured or killed after undergoing procedures conducted by the faux specialists. Some of these victims may not have survived these procedures, and that's what we're looking into now. It's funny because this is another type of news story that pops up every six months or so. It's always like sex robots. There's news stories about that a few times a year. And uh, now like the disfigured ass due to botched butt injections. Th that news story pops up time and time again, usually a few times a year. I bet you we'll be reading another one of these, uh, I'd say in February, February or March. Mark your calendars. We'll see if I'm right. Second story we have for you today. This one comes from Michigan. A Whitmore man has been federally charged with leaving pipe bombs at cell phone stores and threatening letters at cell towers. Now, before we even go on, wouldn't it make more sense to leave pipe bombs at the cell towers and the threatening letters at the cell phone store. First of all, there's no one at the cell towers normally, you know, unless they're being serviced or something. So you leave a letter at a cell tower, chances are no one's going to see it. You leave a letter at a cell phone store where there are employees and people walking in, you got a better chance of someone reading your manifesto. Also, it seems like you have a real problem with the idea of cell phones and you'd like them to go away. Well, what better way to do that than to blow up the cell towers so people can't use their phone? Why do I have to do everything? I mean, these are some dumbass criminals. This should be common sense. If these complete whack jobs were just a little smarter, I think the world would, would be destroyed by now, right? They're just too stupid, though, to complete their tasks. All right, allegedly the man carried out these acts as part of a moral campaign to end pornography and cursing. I, I don't know why you're picking on Verizon. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, you can sort of get porn through Verizon when you're using your cell phone. You'd think you'd, you'd go after the porn companies, though. They're, they're the ones that are really facilitating and, and supplying the porn. And I don't know how you're going to end cursing. Law enforcement on Tuesday, September 21st, arrested 75-year-old John D. Allen. Oh, well, now it makes total sense. Of course, the olds don't know how anything works. Later that same day, Allen had his initial appearance in the U.S. District Court for the Eastern District of Michigan in downtown Bay City, where he was charged with extortion and attempted damage or destruction of a building. 
The case against Allen began with a Charter Spectrum employee on August 25th finding the letter inside of a polka dot envelope. <laughs> okay. Uh, it was a nice envelope. A polka dotted envelope near a telecommunications tower. Uh, the letter contained a threat and extortion demand to AT&T, Verizon, and other carriers. The employee turned the letter over to the Michigan State Police, and then more threatening letters started appearing in similar polka-dotted envelopes. The letters each uh, indicated that they were from the Coalition for Moral Telecommunications, or CMT. CMT claimed to be almost 30 strong and was prepared to travel throughout the country and begin destroying, but destroying was spelled incorrectly, uh, inner city tower communication unless several demands were met. What were the demands? All immoral content must be stopped. That sounds like an old person, right? Y'all need to stop showing them titties on the phone. The letter defined this immoral content as that which includes cursing, pornography, and all manners of indecent communication. This all had to be done within six months, by the way. No more cursing on the phones. All that has to end within six months. Another demand was $5 million. That had a time requirement within 180 days. The letter also stated that if any of the CMT's members were arrested, your problems will begin and the price will go up 100 times. <laughs> As for the bombs on the night of September 15th, a United States Postal Service box bearing black tape with a wire coming out of it was placed outside of an AT&T store. Later that same day, a similar box was placed outside a Verizon store in Sheboygan. Both devices were examined by the FBI Laboratory Explosives Unit, which concluded they were improvised explosive devices, or pipe bombs. Metal spheres and nails were found within the powders of each device. Hardened objects such as these enhance the explosive effect. Blah, 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 blah. It propels fragments uh, of the metal outwards at high velocities. The letters CMT were written on both boxes. They also um, had writing indicating that this was the last warning and the next incident would be during business hours. When police executed a search warrant on Allen's home, Allen's wife said she was about 95% sure it was her husband doing this wacky shit based on surveillance camera images. She also told agents Allen had recently made a trip to the Upper Peninsula and that they would find polka dot envelopes in their house. I don't know why these polka dotted envelopes are so important to this guy. Really is like his calling card. Read his Miranda rights, Allen told the agents that he had penned three or four letters and signed them as the Coalition for Moral Telecommunications, so he pretty much admitted to all of this. Allen told agents that he bought the bomb's components about a year prior at various hardware stores. Uh, he apparently waited a year to, you know, build up the courage to place them. End result? AT&T, Verizon, T-Mobile, they're all still doing fine, still serving up porn and cursing. This old guy's gonna be sent to prison for like 20 years, which means he'll die there. All in all, a happy ending to a dumb news story. Ting! Final story we have for you today. We've talked a little bit about, uh, or in, in played clips, really, of pastors talking about why they so desperately need uh, private planes of their own. Remember Creflo Dollar? He was trying to trying to raise how much? Five hundred million or some crazy amount like that, just to buy a fucking plane. Well, Kenneth Copeland is at it again. If you don't remember the name Kenneth Copeland, you may be more familiar with his rapping. or whatever it was that Kenneth Copeland was doing didn't exactly work. He tried to blow COVID-19 away back in uh, April of 2020, I think. 
still here, still doing its thing. It's so strange because in any other profession, like if I if my car broke down and you know the guy said, "Oh, you, know, you got a busted radiator or something. You need a new radiator." And I pay the guy for a radiator, but it doesn't fix my car. I wouldn't go back to that guy. I wouldn't trust him anymore. Kenneth Copeland is blowing away COVID-19. He's like, yeah, it's no problem. We're going to blow it away with the wind of God. Year and a half later, COVID-19 still here. And and Kenneth Copeland is raking in the money. He, he's making so much money. He's now raising cash for a, a, a new plane. He's actually kind of smart. His reasoning is, uh, look... I mean, uh, I'm obviously not going to get the vaccine because that's uh, of the devil. No one's going to be injecting me with that Satan jism. And uh, airplanes want you to wear masks, which, of course, goes against God somehow. Or they want to they want you to show you show them your vaccination card. So I need I need to fly private. And his dumb, stupid followers will, will probably just fork over their credit cards. During a recent fundraising event, televangelist Kenneth Copeland added to his list of reasons of why he needed a private jet. I think I have some audio here of him. The time has come. Listen to that asshole groupie of his. Kenneth Copeland just pauses, right? He's he's in the middle of a sentence. And there's some guy, uh, hallelujah has come. The time has come. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That guy didn't know what Kenneth Copeland was going to say. He could have been like, the time has come. Hallelujah. Let me finish. The time has come for me to whip out my dick and wave it in front of little girls at a playground. You want to wanna go ahead and take back that hallelujah now, dickwad? For ministries, particularly traveling ministries. To have some other weapon method of travel, yes, sir. Other than the airline, take Amtrak, asshole. Yes, sir. Agreed. Um, you get into this situation. We're not going to let you fly unless you're vaccinated. Well, to me, that's the mark of the beast. You may remember I kind of alluded to this back in 2016. There was a story um, about uh, Kenneth Copeland and a few other ministers having a, a talk about how they talk to God regularly. While on private jets, just another reason why having their own plane is so important. Because you can't have a conversation with God in economy seating. According to the website Dead State, the two uh, ministers sat at a table when at one point Copeland declared that private jets are sanctuary that protect the anointed. Adding that commercial airline travel was impossible for preachers in a dope-filled world. And that riding coach was like getting in a long tube with a bunch of demons. <laughs> it's like the people who are watching Kenneth Copeland, right? His viewers, those are the demons. They ride coach. People are too stupid to realize that, you know, these ministers are talking about them. Oh, good fucking grief. Here is that other minister that was uh, participating in the plane chat. His name is uh, Jesse Duplantis. The reason why G. I honestly believe this, that the reason why Jesus hadn't come is because people are not giving the way God told them to give. Mm. You see what I'm saying? I mean, when you understand, you can speed up the time. I was on television. He said, I heard you was a millionaire. I said, that's not right. That's not true. He said, yes, it is. I said, no, it's not. Multi. Now, add that to it. You'll be all right. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Correction. I'm a multi-millionaire. Oh, my God, what a dick. All right, there you go. That, my friends, is your distorted news uh, for Wednesday. Let's do a couple voicemails and get the hell out of here. Love to hear from me, freaks. And there are many ways to contact the show. Show at distortedview.com. I'm all over social media at distortedview on Twitter and Instagram. Facebook.com slash distortedviewshow. Yada, yada, yada. Let's uh, blow through these because, once again, it's getting very late. Uh-oh. That's a vomit. <laughs> oh, sounds like a lady vomit. Um, anyways, I love this review. Sounds like it. Thank you for doing that. It actually sounds like the story of you is not sitting too well with you. 
I love you. All right. Well, uh, Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you very much for that. Hey, Jim, this is Great Big Pete. I'm calling from Canada. Hey. And I wanted to say that I love you. I love your show. It's very nice. It's very cozy. It's very warm. Cozy. It makes me happy. Anyway, the other thing I wanted to tell you, and perhaps more importantly, was you're right about the smoke, smoke detector batteries. Nobody knows how to replace them properly. And it's really, really irritating. In fact, we asked people when we were calling people in Paradise, California, where they had these big, big forest fires, this big kind of forest fire that turned into like burning the whole city of Paradise down. Right. Out of all the places to live, like if, if you are in California, you, you best have a smoke alarm. About, uh, Although you can really just look out your window and see, and see if things are on fire. Smoke detector batteries. You know what battery goes into a standard North American smoke detector? Nine volts. And fucking nobody knew. I think one or two people may, out of like the 30 people we called, may have gotten it right. Anyways, wow. I just thought I'd share that with you. I've heard from so many people who have jobs um, uh, of like uh, customer service, taking phone calls or having to call people and hearing the fucking low battery smoke alarm in the background. Hey, Tim Haley's comment calling up about your uh, recent coverage of Meet's Patreon uh, tour of his house. Uh, you expressed surprise at the lack of respect Meet was showing the... Uh, the slave made furniture in his home. And <laughs> well, I don't know if I was surprised by that, but. You gave us a reason for that to the fact that we now know slavery was wrong. Uh, you made a slight error in, in, in your chain of logic there. How dare you? I never make mistakes. I'm perfect. Meade has been very vocal about not believing slavery was wrong. He's talked at great length uh, on, on various discords that I've seen him on. Someone sent me a picture. I don't know. Oh, was it Vlad? Let me see if it's in my, my messages here. It's kind of funny. Uh, about how he believes that African-Americans were happier under slavery and better off under slavery. And it became very, it's very clear, and he's very open about this as well, that most of what he knows about slavery comes from multiple viewings of Gone with the Wind. Yeah, hey, I'm going to include in the voicemail segment a uh, picture that Mead posted. Um, this is me as a Negro, says Mead. He used, like, one of those, like, fo photo services where you can, like, see yourself as uh, different ethnicities. And I personally suspect he's probably seen, seen Song of the South quite a few times. <laughs> so so funny. that's why he has no respect for that furniture, because he doesn't see anything wrong with the slavery under which well, it was yeah, made. Well, yeah, we all kind of knew that, he right? He wants us to go back to those days, I believe. I know. He just won't. I wish he would just come right out and say it and be like, I wish I had a slave. <laughs> hey, Make a great sound clip. Hey, Tim. Exor so. Trash here. And what I think will be the last update in my testicle saga. Okay. Uh, just a minor one today. I would, I'm happy to inform you that through some very careful negotiation, I have been able to reduce the bill from that particular ER visit down by 65%. How did you negotiate that? And also, they should honor that for all the other people who are billing me because of that visit. And Tim, you weren't kidding. Everyone who so much as breathes in your direction definitely bills you when you make an ER visit. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um... But like I said, that I haven't even bothered paying any of the bills from the last time I was at the ER. I'm just waiting for them to all sort of collect. Be our last update in this tale of what? I would like all of them to go to collections, and hopefully it'll be the same collection company, and I can just make one payment. Oh, uh, I love you, Timmy. Have a good day. Bye bye. How does that? Does um medical? I thought medical debts were different in that it doesn't affect your credit. Is that true? <laughs> I, I need to look into that. I thought there was something different about medical bills, specifically if you don't pay them. Can someone clue me in on that? Should I be paying my bills or not? All right. Uh, that is all the time we have on this edition of the program. Watch you guys to email me. Show at distortedview.com. Distortedview.com is our official website. Voicemail line for you. 206-666-4463. That's 206-666. Oh, God, is it? Oh, God. I know you're pooping. I can smell it. <laughs>
spread the distortion, STD, tell all your friends about the show. Don't forget to rate us and review us wherever you can criticize podcasts. I will be back tomorrow for the Thursday program. It's going to be Sideshow exclusive, though. If you want to hear it, you got to sign up, superfreaksideshow.com. Otherwise, I will see you back to end the week. Until then, have a great day. Bye, everybody. Pornhub will have some videos, but not the real nasty, gross, and dangerous gay fisting porn that uh, you've come to expect from Distorted View Daily. You know the type I'm talking about. At the end of a good gay fisting session, that ass meat is just hanging out of the poor dude's butthole, and he's screaming. If you're gay and on a date, let me stimulate your prostate. Twist that wrist when you're sitting on my fist. Different types of lubricant, water-based, silicone, and spit right where he shits. Sitting on my fist. Woozy from the poppers in a stew pan. No more feeling in your blown out pooper. It's a trooper. I think I may have felt an anal cyst When you were sitting on my fist I think you may have taken a poo Yes, I smell that number two Digging out that chimney coal I lost my watch deep in your hole Bunch fuck that rectal wall Reach around and grab my balls I'm covered in slime What a fun gay old time If you're gay and on a date Sitting on my fist Different types of lubricant Water-based silicone And spit right where he shits Sitting on my fist Woozy from the poppers In a stupor No more feeling In your blown out pooper It's a drooper Call a good proctologist Cause I think I This has been another excellent podcast from the Scribe Media Group. Learn more at scribe.net.